Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name's Louie. And my name's Lockie. And this week, uh, we played three hours of Umurangi Generation. Umurangi. Oh, also, the music's good. We don't mention that in the show. I enjoy the music a lot. Of this game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Quite intense at times, though. Yes, quite intense. <laughs> which is good. Which is, which is good. Pretty good. Lucky. Louie. That's my name. Santa Lucky. Louie. What's up? What are we doing? Are you doing? <laughs> We're just shooting off the hip, just making magic out of it. I tell you, I tell you how I'm doing, Lucky. Yeah, tell me. Let me know. It's it's cooler today, and I'm so grateful. It's not cooler today. You it crazy? Is, it is. For it's me. like 26 today. It was like 23 yesterday. Oh well, it's the other way around for me. Temperature right now. Oh, that's oh, it's, not it's, it's currently. It's it's a high of twenty six uh-huh. today. That's soaring high. Well, this morning has been cooler. I could take the dog out without sweating profusely. It's been great. Well, I, I'm telling you now, hold on to that memory because mm, the rest of the day is gonna get sky high. Mm, um, how are you? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've um been sort of painfully watching e3 stuff and uh yeah <laughs> you know just living life there's something there's something there's something different about you though i i can't quite put my finger on it you sound almost like you're r- comfortable maybe i'm always comfortable there's something more me? comfortable about you though you should see you should see well i'm actually not that comfortable because i still have to lean forwards <laughs> into this stupid mic <laughs> What I want is like move a the high art, quality move the thing forwards. No, it does. It's too far back on my desk. So move it forward. <laughs> uh, but then I'd have to like unclamp it uh-huh. and like move the whole thing forwards. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, if you're a sort of super batted, I don't know, superstar, um, you may have noticed a new instrument in the intro. Yes, uh, there's a there's a an electric piano. I actually it plays for a bar at the beginning just to like introduce it. It's very straightforward. It's nothing too exciting, but um, that is um, that's Mike's electric piano. Um, yeah, Mike's clav to be specific, um, <laughs> which is the name of uh, the piano, <laughs> not it's not I'm, his surname. I'm looking at the instrument right now in my uh, logic file. It's called Mike's clav. And it'll be there forever. It's a clav. (laughs) At least until I rewrite the intro entirely, but then we'll have to give it. Mike's a clav. Mike's clav. Um, Yeah. uh, Last 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 week we were moaning about um, uh, money and um, (laughs) having to buy (laughs) and um, things for the podcast. uh, Mike, a listener who's emailed a couple times, um, was ridiculous and generous. ridiculously generous i believe and um donated some cash to us um 
and which means that I don't have to use a trial version of Logic anymore. I'm I'm using a full version of Logic. And uh, lucky you are. Well, you could be sitting comfortably, <laughs> except you refuse to move. <laughs> The thing. <laughs> I got my chairs on wheels. Okay. <laughs> I uh, but I tell you what is really nice. So I got a mic stand, um, with said donation. Thank you, Mike. I love it. Uh, and it uh, it's nice because it means like I can just push push it to the side. It's always mm-hmm. wired up. I don't mm-hmm. have to bring it in and take it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there. You know, it's there. I can bring it in. It's active. Yep. I'm live. I can push it away and now I have to think about it until next week. And now you just always sound good. Yeah. I I, I always, always sounded good. Now you but, sound always, um, always good. The quality is also there now mm-hmm. on top of. Mm-hmm. I would love like a very high quality uh, headset mic though. Mm. Is it a thing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Not, not, it'll never be, it'll never be. Never match up to this, no. uh, to the silkiness. But fuck, I would love that. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, we we already replied to you, Mike, in an email just saying how grateful we are. But it's seriously a huge, huge, big deal. Um, I hope you enjoy your piano. <laughs> um, um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it means a lot. It does. It really does. Um, what a wonderful also, surprise that was. Yeah, for real. Uh, it also nudged us into setting up a Ko-Fi. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we set up a little spot where you can go and send us a tip, um, uh, which is um, ko-fi forward slash time played 3HR. Um, what is it? Ko-ko-ko-ko? slash fi dot com forward slash time forward slash time played 3HR. You can go and it's just like a... No a, space no frills like give us a pound sort of thing um uh and they don't take a fee which is nice um uh just if you wanted to but you absolutely absolutely don't need to um yeah again thank you very much mike's really amazing yeah very cool um right other than that other than that it's been e3 it's been e3 uh, I, I was away this weekend, so I um I sort of randomly caught bits of it. I I think I've mostly caught up. Um, it, but nothing seems to have happened. So it, nothing's happened. No. Also, like when there's no set events in the same way that you know it used to be the Xbox show, the PlayStation show, the PC show. Now <laughs> they just draw. They've drawn it out over like oh, two weeks, nearly. Yeah, it's a lot. Isn't it? Um, you want so, like three days. Two days, really, where it's just no, like you, three in a you row. You want three hours. Yeah, is what you want. You want three intense hours where you can sit down, buckle up, and like just have the wow, wowed out of you. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't yeah. been watching them live, and I don't feel like I've missed anything. I've just been watching mm-hmm. the the whatever the recorded versions on YouTube. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of. Hope what did I? I've watched the wholesome games one. Um, I watched the Summer Game Fest, whatever it's called, the Jeff Keighley show, and um, the Xbox one. And then I watched a little bit of the Ubisoft one, but who can be bothered with Ubisoft these days? Yeah. Anything excite you particularly? Um, There was this game in the wholesome one called Wood-O. Wood-O. 
And it was like okay. these really nice sort of almost, they kind of, I guess, look like wooden like dioramas. And it's kind of just a coloring in game. You just like replace the gray version of the object with the colored in version of the object. But <laughs> right. it was so nice, like so nicely modeled and such a lovely vibe that I would happily like play that on my iPad for hours at a time. Um, uh I'm that's the only yeah it looks like it looks like a high quality um children's playset. yeah that's that's like a designer <laughs> shop well that's the only thing that stood out <laughs> um amongst <laughs> well talking all... of coloring in uh, uh 3hr game of time oh uh passport 2 2 yes no that is true <laughs> passport 2 2 that's exciting <laughs> that is exciting um yeah there've been a few like cute Little games. There've been quite a lot of them. Like uh, Harold Halibut seemed kind of cool. Have you seen that? that? No. It's like a stop motion game. Yeah. It's all done with like stop motion stuff. Like oh, stuff that yeah, looks no, that, cool. That looked really, really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but will it be fun? Sable. More on that. Yeah, more Sable. I've seen you tweeting tweeting about that in the past. Yep. Sable's cool. Um, and that's all that's really got you. No big games. Oh man, I'm excited for the Nintendo one. Nintendo's gonna be Nintendo's the only one to really look forward to these days. Um but they never really well, <laughs> they always year. they managed to always find a way to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never good, is it? Um There's um big rumors that the new Super Monkey Ball will be announced. At the Nintendo during event? Nintendo one. Yeah. I can't tell you that I'm particularly excited about that. Oh my god! It's, I think it's going to be. I think it's like a bit of a um, a renaissance of it as well. It's like a taking the old ones and adding the new ones and sort mm. of bringing the vibe of one and two. Yeah, we'll which see. is hype. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see some more of the Pokemon stuff and yeah. hopefully some Breath of the Wild two stuff. And I always just want to see more Metroid Prime, but who knows where that game is in the ether? Yeah, and it's going to be some Smash stuff as well, but. Oh yeah, did you just say Breath of the Wild too? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll show that. I mean, they're gonna. They're, they might announce the new Switch that's been floating around. Um, oh, because that's yeah. supposed to be coming out really soon. Uh, oh, based on the report, they still haven't. I assumed it. No, nope. it hasn't, has it? Nope. But maybe it'll be like. I guess the ideal would be, the the generic idea would be here. Here's the what the new Switch is, and Breath of the Wild two is launch game for it. That would be probably mm. what everyone's planning. In their minds, and also his Metroid yeah, Prime, probably 4. right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, uh, there's a yeah. new Mario Golf game. Looks kind of fun. Yeah. Also, I heard rumors of Super Mario Kart Nine, which what? The yeah, they they need in. to make another one of those. They did it. You got, of they course they it. do. They nailed no, it. Of course they do. Man, this household is like the one game we play in this household. Well, that's fine. It does the job, um, doesn't it? Give me a new one. What do you need? <laughs> what do you possibly need? In yeah, like a hundred new tracks slash old tracks updated. They did that already in eight. Yeah, but not enough. So many. Not enough. So many. Anyway, um, um, that's it. I have nothing else on uh, E3. I'm, I'm sure, I feel like the Xbox one was like, um, they usually do a good job of like, here's a bunch of games, but um, very few of them actually grab my interest. Um, they're all just kind of shooty, shooty, bang, bangs. A lot of like boring war ones. God, yeah. A lot of boring war games. Got to stop doing the war, guys. Although the Halo Infinite multiplayer does look really fun. Now that's by kind of war. 
Did you see the trailer for that? No, no. I think I tuned out. It, it looks really fun. It's got like grappling hooks. I did see it was cool like free to play. Yeah. I saw something that said it's free to download. Oh. Um, That's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read into it much more. There's a couple of cool things. I mean, there's like the uh, Square Enix stuff, like the Final Fantasy Origin game. Oh my god, that guy. <laughs> Why is everyone freaking out about him? I think he looks kind of cool. What? No, you don't. No, yeah, you I do. do. You don't think he uh, looks yeah, kind of cool? He looks like the most generic man of all time. Yeah, but he doesn't. I don't think he looks that generic. He's just a white man with no hair and a jeans. Yeah, well, when was the last time you saw that in a game like Final <laughs> Fantasy? And he, he also has like a weird head shape. That, you know what, Lucky? That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. He's not generic <laughs> for the Final Fantasy series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but every other game, he's his already His head in shape it. is very funky as well. <laughs> um, mobile near game? Yeah, I think they showed that a while ago. That'll be boring. Yeah, I don't want to play that. Uh, Slime Rancher 2. Yeah. That'll be hype. Yeah. I only played a little Slime Rancher 1. What's the story with Bioshock 4 as well? Uh, No idea. Did they talk about that? It's not at E3, but I've been seeing things about how like it's confirmed. I think, yeah, there's definitely someone's doing something. Yeah. And also like a lot of rumors about GTA 6 as well. There's always. I think Rockstar's but, doing a thing this year, which is rare. They never do E3 stuff, but they're doing something this year. Maybe it's uh, Take Two, the conglomerate, or whatever, is doing something. Which right? I think they. Yeah, do I they think own, they might be. They don't own Bioshock. No, that's Two K. Mm, that's Two <laughs> K Games Australia. There's Two K and there's Take Two. They're two different companies, and I always get them confused. Oh, yeah, I just got a big pang of hunger. Really? Yeah. It is coming up to lunch. Yeah. We should talk about um, the video game that we played this week. Hmm. Let's do it. Uh, this week, we played Umarangi, Umarangi Generation. Generation. Uh, it's a photo game. You take photos in a post-apocalyptic I would not uh, say it world. was post-apocalyptic, but yeah. Well, maybe apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. It's definitely getting it's, there. I would definitely say it's post-apocalyptic. I would. I would say. Um, you wouldn't. No, because I. I don't think the apocalypse has happened yet. I think it's. But I think it's literally about. It's, like, to. it's on the cusp. But it's. It's, it's like. It's there. like. I think like. Like you describe it as like the end of the world, but I wouldn't describe it as. Um. The end of the world's already happened. I would say literally the world is dying around you. Yeah, but I feel like as soon as it starts, we're already there. You know? Mm. As soon as the first slightly... I guess to me, post-apocalyptic is like... happens. Like 100 years after the apocalypse. When life yeah, started no. to come back. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that is one way that I suppose you could interpret the phrase. Um, but I think as soon as, like, as soon as it even begins, I'd say you're already kind of there. Hmm. Anyway, um, um, and it's, carry on. Yeah, you're you're kind of a group of youngsters. Um, 
and there are like 12 levels and it basically tells out the story of the world sort of ending uh, while you take photos of it all happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, you're you kind of an undisclosed courier of photographs. I don't really understand what your job is, but you get paid to take photographs and deliver them on time. Um, you have like a series of objectives, like take photos of two skateboards, 12 markers, three candlelights, um, uh, etc. cetera. Um, and by doing these in a timely fashion, as well as a few bonus objectives, you unlock uh, new gear for your camera. Um, so that might be a different lens, or it might be a faster shutter speed, or like different some other filters. Yeah, some filters, some some uh, like yeah, saturation effects, that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's split over several levels, um, all of which um, I wouldn't say subtly, but um, naturally tell a story of the world that you're in without any like cutscenes or dialogue or whatever that kind of stuff it's just you taking photos um as yeah the world kind of crumbles around you yeah um and it's it's also it's crumbling around you but not in like a super depressing way Mm -hmm. uh the games generally feels kind of upbeat uh in a lot of ways i mean i guess that's partially due to like environments and colors and stuff Um, yeah and like the silliness of hope um, I think like, cause you have like your friends around you and that kind of stuff. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, like, so I think a lot of that story stuff and like the untold story stuff is the best thing about this whole game. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Like sort of having the chance to put it all together yourself and the fact that it's kind of just only young people left in this in, like, the places that you occupy, uh, which at first I was a bit like, what? Um, But then you start thinking, oh, maybe, you know, everyone else has been moved out or evacuated. Maybe these are the people that chose to stay behind. Mm. Um, I haven't thought about that. And, yeah, so, and because it's basically just young people left everywhere, uh, it's got, like, people dancing in the street and, like, tons of graffiti and... um, you know, everything that you would imagine young people doing, just like hanging around in the middle of the road and uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think um, I think I totally it's agree. Best. Like the um, people always talk about like environmental storytelling in games and um, it can often be really corny. But I think one of the biggest strength of Umaranga Generation is that like that is the entire game. You know, it's not like, uh, I don't know, name any other game where it's like shooting, shooting, shooting. Oh, here's here's a here's a skeleton with a cup of tea in his hand. You know, <laughs> it's not like Fallout, like like that kind of like just kind oh, of. Right. <laughs> it's gonna work. Yeah, just like I don't know, just like random things just dotted around, which don't really mean anything. It's the entire world is created um, and exists there for you to take photos of, and like taking photos is an obvious way to force you to like examine the world around you so like it's a game where like its mechanics are in line with its world and its story which is pretty rare i think for games um Mm. and um yeah i think it makes it really 
a really interesting space. And I think it does its storytelling really well. Like the thing that really caught my eye was like, um, so it's like, it's like a cyberpunk world, right? Like, and I think cyberpunk often gets abused and is quite boring at this point because people often take the aesthetic of cyberpunk and ignore the realities of it, which is like, you look at like something like Blade Runner, it's like, Blade Runner looks really cool. The world itself is horrible and you shouldn't want to live there, but it looks cool. And that like that confusion is really hard to get your head around. And I feel like games a lot, Cyberpunk 2077 came out last year and it does this of like, look at all these cool textures and models we made. It doesn't matter that this world is horrendous. It just looks cool. And like, um, Umerangi Generation does not think the world that it has created is good. Um, it, um, but it, it has a point and it, and it, and it, and it makes it, um, and it, and it, I think it has value because of that. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. Whereas something like cyberpunk or I don't know, um, I didn't watch it, but it made me think of that. Um, that was that Netflix show that came out like a few years ago, like a cyberpunky thing. And it just, from the trailers, it just looked so like flashing lights vapidness and it's not like a bad thing that stuff I, but like, i mean i, you can I do think that they're like one i think they're so different though like mm. what this game does to something like cyberpunk not that i played that game mm. um where this is basically just the real world yeah for the most part with people like graffitiing and adding lights yeah. That's about it. I, this game really doesn't feel like very modern. It pretty much feels like, you know, it's maybe 20 years in the future. Yeah. Um, I think it is. Something like that. Yeah, fair. Uh, and people have sort of taken a, I don't know what I'm talking about here, like punky approach to it mm-hmm. and just started messing with what we already have rather than these like crazy futuristic pre-built up worlds. Mm. Um, that it seemed to me to be set like a million years in the future. I guess, I guess, I guess so. But I think, yeah, it doesn't have that like crazy future tech of like, I'm a cyborg, but like, um, it does have, it does have, um, massive robots. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, but I mean, like we kind of have massive uh-huh, robots. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> like we kind of, yeah. I mean, to me, like. A Gundam feels a lot more realistic to the modern world compared to, like, an entire futuristic city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. Not but... really. <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyway, anyway, like, regardless of, like, uh, how cyberpunky it might be, like, I think, I think, it, I think it just manages to, like have a point of view basically about it's um about the future of our world and like some of the dangers of it and like you look at like something that really stood out to me was the like um like the posters and stuff um like the graphic design specifically in this game is kind of like something i I haven't really seen it in a game like it's obviously of a specific style um it's a very trendy style at the moment um the posters specifically but like they feel so thoughtful and purposeful um, where like you can glean so much from the world without it being heavy handed just by like staring at the thousands of posters that are shoved all around this, um, this like claustrophobic city space. Um, 
yeah, I just thought it was really well done. Like it, not even just like the design itself, but the copy that's on these posters is well written and like interesting and gives you such a glimpse into what's going on without the game ever being like over the top about any of it. I think it balances that stuff really well. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like you said, it doesn't have much other than the world around you. Yeah. Um, and, and they do a pretty good job in that. Uh, the problem with this game, though, Louis, is how they make you interact with the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's really bad, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I found it really, really bad. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so the way this game plays is every level you are literally given a list of probably eight or nine things. Yeah. Um, and you're required to find these things within the world and photograph them. Uh, and sometimes there are specific requests on how they want you to capture this thing. So it might be, we want you to take a picture of this thing, but close up. Um, you know, when as in when you are physically close by to that object. Uh, and then it might be like, okay, we want to take you, we want you to take a picture of this word uh, with your zoom lens, your super mega zoom 5000 lens. Um, and then so... Okay, and then on top of that, there is a timer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it gives you this long list of like nine objects, uh, puts a timer on. It's, you know, you can take longer than that. Um, but having the timer creates that pressure. Yeah. And then so this game instantly becomes about where's Wally find the object hunt uh, rather than like at all trying to take good pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be um, it can be super like pixel hunty adventure gamey um where is this freaking thing i just need this freaking thing especially uh, one mm-hmm. of the bonus objectives is usually like collect 10 film canisters mm-hmm. um and uh you don't need to do the bonus objectives but if you do them all you usually get an extra bit of kit which is really nice to have um so it might be a new lens as i said or, or whatever um and so you need to find like 10 of these film canisters and they're just dotted around this space. They're not like like hidden. I would say they're just kind of there in the space. Um, they're not like, oh, it's behind this box or every once in a while they're in a slightly annoying place. But for the most part, they're just kind of hopefully going to be somewhere in your travels. But basically yeah. every time it was like, I am i don't know where this last one is and I cannot be bothered to find it, but I will. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I totally agree. Like, I think, I think, so I, I, I should stay up front. Like, I really, really like this game. I played it last year on PC and um, uh, I was just kind of, um, yeah, just captured by it. Um, and at the time, I definitely felt frustrated by the the objectives. I, I kind of wish the mechanics were designed more around. I get what they, I think they're trying to encourage you to explore the space and take interesting photographs. Um, and they are by having the timer like not something you have to do it by i think they're trying to loosen it a little but overall yeah i think you're right it does add this level of stress and confusion and frustration to it that it Mm. didn't need um i don't i don't think it needs any of it i think mm. literally make everything a bonus objective or at least so also i think the problem with having the list of say nine items that you have to find um is so bad because like you mentioned like pixel hunting honestly i feel like 
half of my playthrough of this game was trying to find the last one or two items on the list that were just super obscure mm. um, and somewhere in this world. And I was just walking around, like, looking for it. Yeah. You know, maybe just say, like, find seven out of these ten things. Yeah. Um, well, so it's funny, yeah, because I think... Well, I wonder if it's about the objectives themselves, because some of them were sort of... The ones that I enjoyed of those were the ones where, like, I knew where the things were, but it was getting the shot right. So, like, one of the bonus objectives is always get a group shot of all your friends. Um, mm -hmm. And... Sometimes they're standing all next to each other, but sometimes they're all at slightly different corners of the space. And so it's about finding the right angle and using the right lens to get them all in frame. And also maybe you get an interesting shot out of that as well. So I found those ones quite satisfying because um, it's not frustrating because I'm not running out of time and I'm not looking for the thing that I don't know where it is somewhere in this space. Um, it's more just like, it's actually about composing a shot. Um, which felt good. But yeah, the stuff which is like, um, find this word somewhere. Um, and then you just like, because you, you're running out of time, you don't even focus the shot. And so it's just a blurry no. photo of a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, so okay, stupid. great. Bye. And also I found that sometimes like in a similar fashion to that, they would ask you to do things with certain lenses, for example, that weren't to create interesting photographs but were because it was an awkward shot. Mm. So like the main one was get a picture of this thing or two of this thing uh, using your zoom lens. So it basically just meant that you had to really awkwardly try and stand as far away and nine out of 10 times get a horrible photo <laughs> uh, I actually quite of these this objects. One, but I get what you they, mean. It was so bad. I think I would have really liked this game had it just been like photograph these things in the time you like, and then here's a whole bunch of extra optional objectives. Mm. Um, I would have liked it if like even just taking the pictures of objects were optional objectives. I would have rather this game just been like um, take fifty photos, yeah, and then you can move on. Yeah, it's like I think um, one of the actually one of the bonus objectives again is like usually like make this much money and you get. Um, money each time you take a photograph. So it'll be like, oh, you got $13 for this moody um, landscape shot. Um, and it's usually like $150 or something like that. So like, yeah, maybe if it was just like get $150. That, but even, even that isn't motivating because, you know, you could just get that from just clicking the lens. <laughs> Yeah. Like whilst running around yeah. and not focusing on anything at all. Yeah, it's interesting because it is trying to balance that. Like, I think I read a little bit about it and they were they were tr they were trying to um, they didn't want it to like ever negatively review your photographs um, like a Pokemon snap or like not necessarily true, but give you like too specific a requirement of like it has to be in the middle of the frame and fill the shot. And mm. because they're trying to encourage like creativity and like as soon as you punish punish it that's that's making people not be creative um so it's interesting to see how they tried to tackle that with these like objectives um and these bonus objectives um and i think i agree i, I don't think it works and i think especially so i played it again i played it again on switch um and playing it through a second time was definitely more frustrating because i was trying to get through it quicker um yeah. whereas the first time i played it i was quite happy to just like i would spend like 
20, 30 minutes just in the space, taking lots of photographs. And then hopefully most of the objectives would be done by that point. And then I just go clean up the rest. Um, but this time it was like, right, what do I need to do? I want to get all the film canisters. What's the quickest way to do this? And that experience has not been like Ooh, that God. interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, although on yeah. Switch, it's cool. They have, they use the gyro for the screen. So you can take like angled shots, which feels really nice. Um, okay. Um, that feels good. And it has the DLC, which I haven't played, um, which is supposed to be like the best part of the game. Hmm. Well, I mean, um, that, I, I think I probably had a fairly similar experience playing it for the podcast where I knew I only had three hours. Did you finish? I assume you finished it. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah um yeah it's um i i get i get the i kind of i guess i kind of expected the criticism because i um i think i feel the same way but i think my i guess i guess i just connected more with the the story stuff going on so i sort of yeah. looked past that a bit more yeah i think um i think it was just one of these things where it was like I want to connect with the story, but it's annoying me that you're making me mm. do it. Yeah, totally. Via a whole bunch of like stupid things that don't really relate. Yeah. To anything. Um, <laughs> so why why do you have a double jump in this game? Uh, it, it, so there is a tutorial, which is actually a kind of cool tutorial. Um, I watched through it after I had finished the game. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Because you know they don't they don't like they don't surface tell it, you yeah. to. And, you know, it's like the third option down and all I saw was new game and obviously just went into that. And I wouldn't have done it anyway. Uh, but you have a double jump, which is so bizarre. And I didn't realize until like the second last level. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that, the movement in this game does not feel good. It's horrible. So the like movement is to not absolutely have, horrible to not have the double jump, which is broken at the best of times. <laughs> um yeah it's a bit of a bugger uh because i mean for one why would you <laughs> why you know it just feels so out of place to be a photographer um and have a double jump you're just like a human maybe you have some future tech uh but what it needed was a mantle that's what it needed um like a makes me think that the game has a similar, I haven't really described how it looks, but it has like a similar visual style to like, it's like flat, low poly, um, grungy, lo-fi kind of stuff. It looks kind of like the Blendo games, like quarter hour cowboy style, um, but with more realistic proportion stuff. Um, and those games have like a really nice, uh, those games feel really good and, and they have like a nice um, mantle. Um, so you like, when you jump at an edge, you'll like pull yourself up the ledge um right and i and i kind of wish this game had that instead of this kind of yeah, sometimes you'll get like stuck on the corner of, very often you'll get stuck on the edge of something and you don't know why you, you can't get up it slide along the edge yeah like spamming spacebar trying to get up but it never works when you get all the film canisters in the last level and this is slight spoilers i guess um you get um hover boots yeah, I looked up the unlockables and it looks like there were some interesting ones so you get a you effectively get a triple jump um but you can also hover in, in the air, which is really nice. So you can get like you can get high and take photos. Um, okay, it's a cool idea. And then in the DLC, there's roller skates, which I haven't tried yet. Um, oh, but I want to try that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense in this game. There's a lot of like skate culture and stuff. Yeah, throughout these games as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like I we haven't mentioned, but it's like um, 
uh, it's set in New Zealand. Um, oh, is it? Um, and uh, so, like, it has it's like scattered with like Maori culture and stuff everywhere. Um, uh, I looked it up, and Umarangi means red sky. Um, translates to red sky, so red sky generation. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a nice again, like another nice like tilt on like cyberpunk aesthetic of not just being like America. Um, uh, it feels quite like bespoke in that sense. Um, which is cool. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have placed it in New Zealand. Mm. Um, but it definitely didn't really feel like anywhere too specific. Sure. Which was neither good nor bad. Just a just a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of big type, which was kind of cool. Uh-huh. That stuff I quite like. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of all I feel about it. That's fair, man. Yeah, I mean, I was happy to play it. Um, and again, I mean, I think I felt like this on a lot of these podcast games where it's like, I just wish it was a little different, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I just want to play this, but just it'd be a little bit different. I think um, that's fair. I think I think that's often the way with anything, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. I definitely think sure, as I've sure. gotten older, I've kind of, uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but like I've kind of learned to accept, unless it's like obviously I don't like it for a specific reason. Learn to like not look over, but like just take the stuff that I like from something, and um, the bad stuff just kind of like just exists. It's it's easier to talk about when it's like there's something problematic in this thing, but there's also something I think really interesting. Like there's like problematic stuff in like near replicant that I don't really like. Um, and but also that game is like really good in a lot of other ways so like you have to kind of i've kind of like learned over a very long time to like not ignore it but like just kind of accept it as is and i definitely think it helps with like all these freaking indie games that come out every day of like this game has like some of the things that i really like about games and some of the other things i don't and i'm just gonna have to ignore that stuff to get through it do you feel like you do that yeah. much these days, or, or? I feel like you're definitely more patient than me, right? Uh, when it comes to a lot of that stuff, I think I've definitely got better at noticing bad things that I don't care about in a good way. You know, so I think I think the way I've developed is that there'll be like a lot of things that are just bad, but I don't think it'll affect it. Ooh, I don't think it'll like affect affect the experience that much. Yeah. Um, and then so won't really care about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. If that makes sense. I think so, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think if there's something that I find annoying, I think normally it's like gameplay things uh, that like this game, for example, I wanted, I want it fully made me not act the way that I've, wanted this game to mm. act when it's something like that dramatic that stuff really annoys me um but if it's like oh it's really buggy in ways or oh the game looks crap like yeah that stuff often won't annoy me yeah i get much. you it is really tough when like you feel like your idea of we feel like you really understand what the game ideologically wants you to be doing but then like actually functionally it's it kind of pushes yeah, you in a different direction that yeah um yeah i get that um yeah cool uh was there anything else you want to chat about or should we just go into telling me telling me what's next 
I can tell you what's next. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> uh, I found about I found out about this game today. <laughs> oh wow! Fresh out, fresh out of the oven. Uh, it had some E3 thing. I saw it on the E3 page. Uh, thought, oh, this game looks cool. Let's look at this. And then it was like out now. Um, and I looked it up on Steam, and it was five pounds. So I thought, Ooh. I'll buy this. Um, it is a sort of top-down stylistic. I don't know. How would you describe this game? Is it Inglet? Yes. <laughs> I I I wasn't even sure if that game was out yet. I saw it the other day and thought this was like a game I could maybe play for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. I'm glad you uh, said it as well because <laughs> I wouldn't have pronounced it like I, that. I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't even know how it's spelled. <laughs> My brain is like kind of conjuring a memory. Y N G L E T. Yinglet. Yinglet. It's uh, Yinglet. Yinglet. Okay. Cool. Um, That's five we'll pounds that. on Steam. Yeah. Oh, that's a cheap price. Yeah. Nice. Not bad, eh? How kind of them. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, cool. Uh, this podcast goes up uh, every beginning of the week um, uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Just look it up. Template3HR at Twitter, um, Instagram, and at gmail.com. Uh, we also now have a Ko-Fi if you want to send us a little donation. Absolutely zero pressure on that. Uh, that's co-fi.com forward slash timeplay3hr um, thank you very much for showing up um, one more final big hurrah for Mike um, uh, is that it? sounds about it wonderful um, we will be back inside of your ears uh, around this time next week see you later